Welcome back to the Nas Time Podcast, episode number nine, playoff week 10, and sadly, the series finale for all three of our top three national touring series this past weekend at Phoenix Raceway. Um, I'm Jason Rockefeller, your host, alongside my two co-hosts and friends, Colin Ward and Kenny Brady. Welcome you back again to the, not the final episode of the year, our second to last. We're going to do a Christmas uh somewhat like uh i guess you could say just like a christmas recap of things we like uh with the sport maybe some stories just have a have something over the off season because i tell you what it's really gonna hit this sunday boys when we realize that there's no nascar oof yeah yeah it sucks it sucks big time because i always go into that seasonal depression since like racing is the only thing i like so yeah i am already depressed yeah, it sucks. But Kenny, you got sim racing. I mean, I'm gonna, sure. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do some more sim racing as the, since now I'm gonna have Sundays completely to myself, basically. So I mean, I'll probably do some more sim racing because I'll be like so like racing deprived. Shout so. out Charge Racing. Shout out Brennan Pool. Yeah, yeah, facts. That. So I mean, I I already got my own custom like iRacing AI schedule set up because I like to race against AIs and stuff like that. You know, it's fun to do for me at least. So but as, we'll see. As- as much as I love racing, it's going to be nice not having to set up a whole other way to watch the race while watching two different football games and checking my fantasy football team at the same time. It's yeah. going to be nice not having the race set up well, as well. I'll be going to the Jets game this weekend. So they just, we just got told that Mike White will be our starting QB this weekend against the Bills. The, and the Bills And the Bills lost to the Jags, so gives me a little I, bit of I think of it's going to be a closer game than, than, than normal, some yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good I, game. I mean, if you really want me to be honest with you as a casual Jets fan, and from what I know, I mean, honestly, I think that we're going to get blown out by the Bills. I'm calling it now. The score's going to be 27 to, like, maybe, like, 18, like, 17. I'm calling it now. 27. I mean, that's still a fairly close game. I mean, given given 20, Jets. 27 to 17. For the Jets, yeah, that's a close game. I mean, whatever. We'll see. I mean, we'll just have to find out here, but – uh. Uh, got a little bit to talk about. Uh, interesting three, definitely some interesting three. Uh, uh, what's it called? Hell, even Arca had an interesting ending to the race this past weekend. Hemrick. Um, yeah, Hemrick's move. Oh my God, we're gonna talk. That's gonna be a whole thing. Uh, we are <laughs> by the way just winging this episode. This is a straight from the heart and what we want to talk about. No script, no like uh, reference sheet about what to talk about. All we know is we got to talk about the championship. And we will be talking about the NASCAR Cup Series Bush Light Clash format at the LA Coliseum on, I think, February 6th, I think is when it is. Going to be a fucking awesome race. Cannot wait. That's going to be nuts. I was thinking about going out there and watching it, but I definitely could not afford that. So, but I mean, the way the format is. I was just going to walk out there. I I feel like I'm definitely not going (laughs) to try to do that. Yeah, I mean, the format looks really good, but we'll get into that here in a little bit. But we're going to talk about, uh, obviously, we didn't accept three, but we had four champions crowned this weekend. We had Trucks, Xfinity Cup, and ARCA, which ARCA was actually kind of nice because um, I didn't really see it, again, just a little bit to talk about. But I know, obviously, Ty Gibbs won his, like, I think, like, 15th race maybe of the year. I don't even remember. Uh, It's just not even, like, you can't even count on your fingers anymore how many wins he's got in ARCA this season. But, uh, Jesse Love 
won his second ARCA title this past weekend, too, on Saturday. Um, for a last lap pass, he needed one point, uh, and he passed somebody on the last lap in order to win that championship. So shout out to Jesse Love. I know he might be making a few truck starts next year. I think he's going ARCA again. Uh, could be wrong. I don't really know too much about him. But shout out to Jesse. But uh, I guess first off, we're going to talk about the truck series. Did you, were you all, first off, were you all able to watch the truck race? Because I went and saw uh, Marvel's Internals but I was able to catch the entirety of the race on my phone at work and uh, going. I watched the truck race. I actually did not. I tuned in literally as Ben Rhodes was doing his burnouts. And I'm like, that's not John Hunter name check. Well, I watched the entire truck race. Uh, Shout out to my favorite truck driver, the man himself, Chandler Smith. Just, just dog in the field. Hey, you said that, that you said that he was going to win in Martinsville, which he obviously didn't, but he sure as hell said, Hey, Kenny, watch this. Yes, sir. Well, he see he knew I missed the truck race at Martinsville. So he's like, all right, I gotta, you know, gotta make. He's up. like, I gotta make I up. I mean, you for follow it. him more than it. it's like me with Blaney, and it's like G with Christian Eckes, and I know it's like you with Chandler in a sense. Uh, do you know what Chandler's even doing next year? Because I honestly have no idea. I don't know if he's yeah, he's he's gonna be back in in eighteen. Yeah, he's gonna time. be. Yeah, that's what I thought. Because I mean, now that he's got uh basically a full time season and a part time season uh, under his belt. Uh, I think he's definitely going to be a championship for next season. I mean, obviously, though, excuse me, uh, John Hunter Nibacek going to be back in the four truck. Uh, yeah. They just announced, I think, last week or a couple weeks ago. Um, Good for him. Oh, dead ass, really? Yeah, John Hunter Nibacek's going to wow. be competing again. So, I mean, he gets another shot. I think that Where have you been, Colin? You know, Dude, honestly, I didn't even <laughs> – Yeah. Like, it was announced like 24 hours ago that Anthony Alfredo wasn't going back to the 38. I just found this out. Like there, there's a lot of news that I'm. There's not a lot of, of people saying that Matt Benedetto could get that ride possibly, but I have no idea. And I honestly just make Matt Benedetto look I, even worse than he already is. I hope not. I don't think that Matt Benedetto is going to get a ride. I think he's done. Matt, if you're listening, uh, he'll, he'll we don't like you. But... Turn off the podcast. Yeah, no, that's not true. But I mean, I don't like some of the things that he said. Um. But I, I just can't see him going. I mean, he'll probably land with a team, knowing me, but it's not going to be anybody like insane. Um, it was announced almost a month ago that he's returning to, to KBM. Yeah. But, oh, who? Uh, John Hunter Nemechek? Yeah, John Hunter. <laughs> I don't know, bro. I don't remember this shit. I got too much stuff going on in my life. I know, dude. It was announced literally a month ago, and I didn't know. Yeah. But, I mean, hey, uh, you know, good for him. I mean, he gets another shot at it, so. I mean, but let's just talk about that, too. Lap one, in the wall in turn one. I mean, how do you do that? Did he get hit or or what? Because I don't even I remember. I actually have no clue. I didn't even see what happened. To be I'm, pretty so sure, I'm pretty here's, sure he here's got what happened. He got, first off, he went into one, and he was in the marbles. Went straight and slapped the fence. That really didn't, that really didn't do much damage to him, obviously. And as he came off a of two, it's like he – so he hit the fence and came down the racetrack and just decided to turn lower away from the wall off a of two. And he was like four wide with the with the guys under him. And they're, they were just carrying all the speed past him and just got slapped by one of the trucks. And then that guy ended up hitting the wall. It was just a really bad start for him. And then he got caught a lap down because he obviously blew the left front tire under green, had the pit. 
and was literally a lap down the entire race. That's the only reason why he didn't get back up. Well, there. the uh, the last restart, I know he was able to um he was able to get that lead lap back. And, he got his lap back with like forty yeah, to with go, with like forty or fifty laps yeah. to go. And I hey, mean, he made it into the top fifteen. I mean, shout he, out to him. But... He was running faster laps than Chandler, and Chandler was the best car all night. So or truck all night. Yeah, it, it sucks because I think if John really, I think John was on that wall. I think he would have probably won that championship. No, he would have won it, no doubt. He was he was like two tenths quicker than it's Ben Rhodes shame. at the end. Because like I've learned to actually like like him because like I used to not like him obviously because the whole Custer incident. I thought that was really fucking stupid, and I thought it was really stupid of him to say, "Oh, say what you can about the about the race last year," but you know, you know, uh. He or something like that, or uh, I don't remember. Maybe I'm thinking of Kaz Gralis saying that. Um, I don't remember who the hell it was. Oh, it might have been Todd Gilman. I I don't remember. But anyways, my point is is that I didn't like him for that. But over time, I learned to like him. Cup was like an Anthony Alfredo situation. Rushed up there, wrecked the car almost every week. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm glad that he got his good shot. Like I think, Ant- listen, I think Anthony could be a solid driver. I just think that he obviously you take what opportunities you can get, Kenny. As you told me when we talked about this, when he got announced to drive that car in 2021. But I mean, there are some people like obviously, like you said, you take what you can get. But there's some people who just aren't ready for Cup. You know, like I mean, maybe even Kaz Growl. When Kaz Growl had a couple good runs in Cup, I was like, oh man, maybe deserve a chance. But nah, like they they should really just be in Xfinity. I mean, Anthony's really good in those Xfinity cars, and I know that Kaz is too. So, I mean, put them both in Xfinity and give them a shot and see what they do. Yeah, I mean, it's – I don't know. I, I do have a question, though, if anyone knows. Yeah. Um, what is Haley Deegan's plans next year? Pretty sure she's back in that one truck next year as far as I'm concerned. Okay. I've watched all her vlogs in the last, like, week. So what the fuck? I'm a Haley Deegan fan. What now. the fuck? Oh no, that's Haley. I don't. I do not, I don't like Haley Deegan. So. She's just funny. I like. Oh Chase. yeah, she's cool. I like. I like. I like, I like Chase. Chase Cabray or Chase Cabry. Cabry. Dude, he is. Yeah, what's funny. he doing? Is he is he making his way to NASCAR yet? Nah, he he's uh. I think he's retired. So retired? Isn't he like fucking eighteen? He's what twenty two. He should be retired after fucking hitting and spinning Kenny Brady out in a truck podium esports race in Atlanta back when the pandemic started. Screw that damn son. I thought, bitch. I thought was it Chase or was it Cole? No, Cole. Where the hell are you getting Cole from? Cole That's, Custer? No. Cole. Cole. Cole <laughs> Avery. No, was, That's was, his brother. No, it was Chase. I've never even heard of Cole. I, I, dude, I, I was like, why? I like knew who Arca drivers were like, or K and M drivers were like religiously back in the day. But like, just for the fun of it, let's stay with Cole Custer. Yeah, we'll just say Cole Custer. Yeah. No, it was Chase Cabry. You were heading into one, and he tried to split the middle, and he just forced you. Right oh, above. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. He's not very yeah. smart. Yeah. And then I remember um, pushing Haley Deegan and right hooking her on her stream in Street Stocks at Michigan. <laughs> and, I mean, and, when the opportunity and presents, she literally itself. called me the R word, and that's what got her. Uh, all in trouble because she was calling me the R word. Wait a minute, Wait, that was no. you? That me and no. she called me and Max that word. That's why, yeah. She because me and Max both teamed up in Rector in practice. She called us that. Yeah, that's the story. No, wait, no. She she got she got uh in trouble though because of the clip where 
she got hit under caution in the rear. Yeah, she was like, armor. "This is fun," and then, and then yeah, and then so- somebody hit her, and then and then she said, and then she said the R word. No, but she did say it on stream when I when I hit her. Yeah, no, wait, no, but somebody hit her. Under but that caution. wasn't that wasn't the R word that got her in trouble. Under a caution. Yeah, I don't know who hit her under caution. That was just a R word. Did you ever see the clip on Haley Deegan's like Twitch stream when she unblocked Max on Twitter? No. She literally like was talking to Max in the chat, like the and it was obviously so hard hard to get to her attention because there's so many damn people messaging her or typing. But she like saw Max's name and unblocked him on Twitter on the stream. That was funny. Because <laughs> I think said Max said some things about her. <laughs> mm-hmm. Shout out Max. <laughs> I don't know who Max is. Max my is brother. brother. Oh, it's funny <laughs> as hell, bro. Oh my god. I mean, well, it wasn't. It, I mean, realistically, it really wasn't you two. Whoever was running into the back of her, that's the clip that got her in trouble because that's the clip that surfaced where everybody was like, That was oh the my clip God. that went all over the internet. Yeah. And this is fun. This is fun. Oh my God. Who's that? Hey, hey, we can't we can't forget like, about can't forget about Kyle Larson DMing me personally. Uh back oh my on his, god, yeah. His oh yeah, literally yeah. Colin, gotta... Kenny, Kenny Wait. when the okay, let, let me tell let me let me yeah. tell the story. So I was watching the streams, right? I was watching Casey Kerwin's stream. Shout out, Casey. And the minute he said it, I clipped it, posted it on Twitter, and I think I was the first person out of anyone the reason to post it. And he messaged me. He literally messaged me in, like, a span of, like, 30 seconds. He said, yo, can you take it down? I was like, uh, Oh, my goodness. I literally, I literally have a DM you right here. You literally canceled, Kyle. <laughs> I, I literally have a DMs right here. And and then and then you walk around with a Kyle Larson T-shirt on every day. Yeah, hell Wait, yeah. you're the one who canceled Kyle Larson. It's kind of no. odd. Because... Wait, honestly, Kenny no. Brady is the reason why Kyle Larson just won this championship. Literally, shout out, shout out me. <laughs> shout out you. Because I didn't delete it, obviously. So. I I'm pretty sure Kyle. I can Larson... just imagine what I'm gonna do after I get off here with you guys. We I'm we just be right in the descriptions writing. We talked this week on the NASCAR Time podcast. Colin, Jason, Colin, Jason, and Kenny discussed the NASCAR championship, the Bush Class, how Kenny helped Kyle Larson win the 2021 title. Like, oh my God! <laughs> like, wait, like we so last funny. week we discussed how much money these drivers, the, the winner of the race uh, this week, banked in. I mean, we're talking millions and millions and millions of dollars he got from just winning that race, not even let around the championship or from the sponsorships and the teams and whatnot. I mean, he made a lot of money this weekend, Kyle Larson. He, he should he should give you just a little bit. Help help out the guy who got him here, you know? Fuck Rick Hendrick. Fuck his, his parents and his and his family who helped him get to, to this point. No, it was Kenny Brady who, who got him the, the championship. Exactly. That was me. I deserve a cut of the it, check. At least at least a hundred thousand dollars. At least, yeah, th- that sure. was that was pretty. That was that was funny. I remember when. I mean, obviously, it's not funny that he said it, but it was just funny that Kenny was the one to instigate it, and then it obviously went viral. But you know, typical story, Kenny Brady moment. Stories for another days. But anyways, Colin, uh, just completely random. Do you have Snapchat? By chance? I do. Yeah, right, you should. I'll, you should I'll, add I'll me send on you Snapchat snap right now in the middle of the pod. All right, let's awesome. do it. Because yeah, I want to send him the photo of the uh the DM. Oh, you you have to. You have. I need to see this. Yeah, I literally make sure it didn't happen. Let me see. Hold up. I got. Where the hell is this share? As 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 Jason is a uh, um 
messaging me. Uh, yeah, shout out Kyle Larson, obviously. Uh, he won the championship this weekend. Uh, I don't want to say it surprised me, but after the way he ran Sunday, I feel like it was uh, like, uh, you know, damn. I sent you his username. Because he, uh, he definitely fought some adversity. Oh, yeah, yeah that sure. was I mean, Yeah, that was crazy. I mean, to see that car, I mean, he was definitely not the best the best like car out there by far. I mean, I still think Chase Elliott was class in the field, but like it's just like like every car other than Hamlin figures like had it in them this weekend. The 19 did, the 9 did, the 5. Especially the 19. The four, and then the 4 and the 12 were so strong. And honestly, I think if it wasn't a championship race, I think they would have went out there and I think they would have went balls to the wall. I think they would Oh yeah. Because yeah. I, I tell like, you what, my driver needs to start growing a pair because, I mean, he literally let Chase Elliott right by when he got to him on a restart. I mean, literally just moved up out of the way for him. And then he did the well, same Well, exactly. Thing it's a, it's a different mindset when you're racing in the final four race. Like, those final four drivers literally uh, probably don't board. even know where they are because they're racing so hard and just trying to get every little, you know, bit out of their car every single lap. And then everybody else the 38 other guys who aren't in contention are just like i'm not getting in these people's way and that's basically why you see the top five are always the championship four drivers like well, i mean this week it 10. wasn't i mean even though yeah they I mean, all even finished though the top finish, five right yeah they did but blaney finished fourth he broke well, him up i mean, I mean it's, it's, it's not always it's not always the, the, that the the championship four finishes one, two, three, four, but they're usually the four fastest cars. Yeah. And again, and again, the champion wins the race. Again. I want to see him that not win the continues. I wonder if that will continue next year with this new car. Um, I like to see dude, dual pain, Big pain for Martin. I mean, he yeah, was... Yeah, I felt really bad for wasn't... him. I mean, but then again, I don't... No, he wasn't. I thought he was my. Pick, I mean, honestly, a was. second place points finish this season for Martin Truex Jr. I feel like is way overachieving considering the season he had. Yeah. I mean, he had a very average season, like yeah. probably like eighth or ninth place. Like, out of the standings. four, he definitely didn't deserve it the most. But, I, yeah. I think that Denny Hamlin didn't deserve it the most. I mean, like Denny Hamlin, yeah, he had like two wins and was like the most consistent driver. But like when you look at it at the end of the day, like Martin Truex Jr. has been in the final four and came up second now the last four or five years. Ever since Which is crazy for him, but I mean, it's crazy to think that that like some of the like guys like him could be like a four-time champion. Like it's well, we'll do the math. 2017 champion, and then 2018, 19, 20. That's a five-time champion right there. How do you finish yeah. one spot better? That's five in a row. That's Jimmy Johnson record right there, dog. That's 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 insane. nuts. That's crazy for us to think about now that since 20, like if he were to do that since like 2017, he'd be the champion. I just That's think, how everyone felt. In I just think though that Martin Truex Jr. is just one of those guys nowadays though, who it's like, listen, he may not be having the best season, but look at the guy. He just finished second. Like nobody, he was the underdog going in here and he finished second again, which if you take the last four years, considering last weekend, that would have been five championships if he would have just made it one spot better. I mean, Martin Truex Jr. is no sleeper in the championship or the championship races that we've seen. So, I mean, be on the lookout for him in the future. I Listen, Martin Church Jr., for sure, in my lifespan, I mean, yeah, he's getting up there in age a little bit, but Martin Church Jr. will win at least two or three championships by the time his career is over, no doubt about it. Yeah, I know you're looking at that, Colin. 
You like how I, the first GG was when he got announced to Hendrick, and then the second GG's was like two days ago when I when he won the title. I messaged I've messaged Kyle twice. You? No, I messaged him twice uh, in the DM since um, that night. I said GG's when he got announced to Hendrick, and then I said GG's again two days ago when he won the title. What if he just like commented like a month later, and just went thanks, bro? I'd have been like, you're a thanks homie. for all your help. Thanks for all your help. I'm now, like, wait, I, yeah, hate, I hate to get back on this topic, but, like, what was your reaction when you got the notification that you got a DM from Kyle I was sitting there. I I went to my older brother. I'm like, yo, dude, look at this. And he was like, holy shit. And I was like, holy shit, Kyle Larson just DM'd me. I'm like, what the fuck do I say? Um, yeah, I love how you're just like, sorry about that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't want to be a dick. Like, sorry about I, that. Was, I was, I was, my fucking Max, like, 10 minutes after I said it, or I messaged him, and he was like, thank you. Max was like, you should have been like, all right, I will for a grand or something. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to be an ass. Oh, my God, no. Oh, grand, yeah. nothing. Hold, hold the guy's career hostage. I will delete it for 100 grand right bro, here, he, right now. Bro, and and I want people, your Michigan trophy. A lot of people don't know, but, like, do you guys know, like, to, just to be able to afford a ride at Hendrick and, like, just keep racing the rest of the year in, like, sprints and late – or just, like, in – midgets and shit do you know that he he himself had to sell like two of his houses well he can buy them back now well obviously but i'm just saying he probably bought both of them back hell he probably bought three he He probably has a house in every state now since we're on the topic of larson you know what i think is absolutely like freaking annoying that just annoys the living shit out of me when all they post is his wife shotgunning a beer they're like, oh my god! Yeah, it was oh, funny. I was there at the like, I was there yo. at the initial race when she did that. It was Dover 2019. Cool. Uh, well, listen, uh, NASCAR, we do not care. All right, Holly. Yeah, facts. We do not care. But I mean, good for him though. I mean, we can all say this was definitely one of those championships where it was like the most deserving driver in the series won the championship. Um, good on his part. I mean, considering the fact that day beforehand, even though we love the finish, so many people hated on it. But you know what? As I'm gonna, we're gonna talk about this real quick, and then I'm gonna, and I'm gonna ask you guys a question because I talked about it earlier last week. But anyways, Daniel Hemrick, shout out to him for pulling the ballsiest fucking move. That was by far the best race of like the the weekend. And and I'm not saying that because the finish, but if you really go watch it, and even the Cup race was really really good. All four cars competitive. And it wasn't a fucking. Snooze. It was. It was a. It was a hell of a race. Seriously, I loved it. The tension that yeah. NBC built and the drivers themselves, just the sport, the hype around it. Like I was so hyped. Yeah, that's that's weekend. the that's the most like race day. Like just sitting there watching pre race and everything. That was the most like hype I've I've felt for a championship race since like 2019 when Kyle was in it. Yeah, I mean it, it's it was definitely really really cool to watch. And, I mean, like I said, even the Xfinity Series, great. Those cars, man, I don't know what it is with them. I don't know if it's because of the composite bodies and the, and the roundish body styles they have compared to the square styles of the Gen 6 car. But, like, I mean, those Xfinity cars, man, they haul ass. And that's not, and I know they have a little bit more horsepower or just, like, they're basically even with the cup cars in a sense. On, but, like, on a regular basis – when you're taking the 550 package to race weekend, they are the fastest cars out there. But I mean, those things were ripping every line. And I felt like they looked so 
smooth. Like, and I know that's weird to say considering the Xfinity car is one of the hardest cars to drive, but like they really did. They were ripping the top, they were ripping the middle, ripping the bottom, just like the cup race, but they looked like they were able to do it so much better than the truck series and the cup series, primarily the cup series. But I mean, they put on a hell of a show there at the end of the race. Yeah, uh, I think the Xfinity cars, the Xfinity series, it's just the the most. Um, it's just my favorite series to watch on the weekends, uh, and on NASCAR weekends, in my opinion. Oh yeah, by far because I mean, I mean, it's just there's good racing every damn week. It's, yeah, it never ends. Like it's literally that finish for the championship was the definition of this year for Xfinity. Like just freaking insane it like, literally came down to the wire literally, literally the wire yeah like imagine a photo finish for yeah. a championship yeah like, colin i don't know if you were able to catch the end of the race i assume you did but i mean olive garden may have had other plans for you but me and kenny were on facetime and when we were watching that finish we were going balls like to the wall it, it we like, were in excitement it was amazing we were screaming bro because like I mean, Bro, I almost I cried. I, I almost well, cried. I, I was I, so happy for him. Well, I just figured, like, Cindric was coming off a four. I'm like, ah, oh, shit, that sucks. And then out of nowhere, everybody just gasses it up, like, literally just holds it wide open. Shout yeah, out. I was yep. watching. And, like, shout out to Daniel Hemrick for not straight up dumping the 22, because I know that's exactly what I would have done. I would have <laughs> nailed that rear bumper, seen him spin and smack the wall, and I would have took that tub. Literally, I would have just dumped uh, You know something, though? A lot of people, and I don't remember who it was, some people said that his move was a little dirty, but if you really think about it, um, all right, there's two factors. One, heading into three, the 22 car was trying to be as low as possible and driving as hard as he can. He was already getting tight heading up the racetrack. Daniel wouldn't have even had to hit him. They would have been side-by-side side coming in line. But Daniel got to him enough to where they were both going to the track, hit him in the bumper, got him up the track, and then coming to the line, like, Daniel was coming up, yeah, but the 22 just hooked left. Yeah. Like, I don't know if anybody caught that. I mean, I certainly did because I just – I catch shit like that. But, I mean, I don't consider – that was not dirty at all. Yeah, anybody who calls that dirty, that is literally for your first win and the championship. Also, like, shout you out don't Justin Champagne for, steering my, for stealing my fucking meme. Yeah, Justin uh, uh, Champagne, you're a pussy, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. golly, that, bro, that shit pissed me off. You pass like a pussy. You pass like a pussy. Wait, you but pass, Colin, did you see Put that gun in your mouth. You went to... <laughs> did I see what? Did you see my Hemrick meme? I don't know if you know who Playboy Cardi is. I assume you do. No. Playboy Cardi, uh, you know. Oh, my God. What's Cardi, Cardi, Cardi. The guy that uh, screeches. Yeah, okay, he... you know the song that never got released? But it was that, you know, they try to be crazy, right? They try to no. be crazy. The bitch is a baby. The bitch is a baby. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, um, but there's this album cover that was made. No way. Did I delete it? Oh, my God. I accidentally deleted it. Fuck. I'd have to go to my Twitter. I can't send it. But basically, I made a really good Photoshop of Daniel Hemrick doing the Playboy Cardi Die Lit album cover. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I... See, I had the idea in my head, but, like, the second I went to post mine, somebody had already posted theirs, but it was really shitty. So, or, no, my bad. Wrong wrong uh, analogy or whatever. Uh, I had the idea. I went on Twitter to see if anybody posted a good photo of his backflip. 
because I was like, oh my god, I know the perfect meme for this. Let's get a backflip. And then somebody already posted, but it was really shitty. So I was like, oh man, I'm just gonna keep scrolling. Whatever. Like it's only been a minute. And then somebody did post a really good photo of them doing a flip. So I was like, all right, bet. So I grabbed it. I made it. It looked really fucking good. I posted it. And then an hour later, Justin Champagne fucking posted a really shitty fucking non-black and white one. And I was like, bro. Yeah, that's And this true. man got hundreds of likes. And meanwhile, there's me getting like 50. And I was like, come on, dog. Like, this thing is like, like, I made the whole album cover. And it looks, it's so nice. It's so smooth. But yeah, know. I like yours a lot better. I'm looking at them right now. Yeah, it, yours it, is actually so good that it looks so subtle, though. I know like, it almost doesn't look like that's Daniel Hemrick. Well, I love I loved it, and I thought it was a funny meme. I mean, I got no. Yeah, yours is really it. good. Yeah, I know. I tried the best I could. I've also just taken Photoshop class and shit like that a lot the last couple of years. Well, the last couple of years of my high school life, I did. Um, speaking but, of tweets know. that blew up, also. My uh, Gen 6 send-off tweet blew up. That was nice. How many likes did you get on that? 120. There you go, Pog. Shout out to everyone. But, Shout uh, out Casey Kerwin, man. That guy's but, funny. But really, though, I mean, the Xfinity race was really nice. But listen, um, this is what I will say. Do you guys – I think I already asked this last weekend, maybe the week before. Colin, I'll ask you first since you haven't really said a lot. It's kind of been me and Kenny, but we also just have a lot to say. Um. But, Colin, do you guys think, and I'll ask you first, like I said, do you think that Hemrick's win this past Saturday to win the title, the fact that he won his first career race, no wins, but was consistent, keynote the whole season, was that a bullshit championship win that NASCAR needs to look at this playoff system better? What, for, for Hemrick? For, for, yes, because of Hemrick's win. Nah, I, I've, I've been riding this wave ever since 2014. I'm going to keep riding it. If you make that final four, you, you've played the same game as everybody else. You deserve to win the championship equally as the other three do. And I will continue to, to believe that because Daniel Hemrick, although that was his first win and it was his first win to win the championship. Yeah. I think everybody kind of thought, okay, come on. But like, I, I keep personally I keep going back to he had to get there the same way everybody else did and he equally deserves to win the title. I mean he's there. He's in it to win it and he won it. So that's yeah, why Yeah, I mean it's just if you can compare it to like every other type of sport that has a playoff, you know, system and it's just like I mean it's not like Hemrick made the playoffs and then automatically got to the final four like he had to go through all the rounds and the same adversity do, yeah and do what he had to do to get to the final four put himself in the right position and 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 won it so I mean yeah it, if you compare it to like pat the past with just NASCAR or other motorsports and just how like it used to be is it dumb yes but like is it like, should they change the system? Like, no, because the whole point of their system was to allow somebody to get in and do that, right? Like, to create situations like well, this. Yeah. In 2015, when like Truex made the final four, like, if Truex would have won the 2015 title, I don't think he deserved it, like, over some of the guys that were in there. So it's just like, it's just something like that. Like, I mean, it's, it's part of the, uh, the system that they got in place. So, I mean, I, you can't, you know, blame him at all for, you know, trying to win it. And I mean, 
it's just I don't know. That's just how it is. Like I, it's it's the way I think of the final four. It's not necessarily like like obviously you're gonna have your one or two guys that deserve the championship, but I feel like you gotta at the same time like you know eliminate the deserving part when it gets to the final four because there's four guys and it, it it's you know it's it's really rare that you're gonna have all four guys you know deserving of it you equally know? be as deserving yeah, equally deserving in everybody's eyes i mean there's always i'm sure there's people who are out there saying that kyle larson didn't deserve the cup series championship because that's just how people are just because of the way that the events unfolded at the end of that race i think a lot of people did I mean, listen, you know, it feels refresh. It feels just like very like I don't even I, I don't even know the word. It's just I'm happy that Larson won it because he, yeah, he did deserve it and everything. Like it was it was the year of Kyle Larson. Like I'm glad he won the championship and no one else did. I mean, my pick was Denny, and I wouldn't have minded mind you know seeing. Uh, Dennis. Denny win. Dennis. Dennis. Yeah, Dennis. I, I agree because Denny if win. we're gonna have that conversation, I think he was probably the second most deserving next to yeah. Larson, just I mean, based off the season that he's had. And it's just like I, I wouldn't have wanted to go through the off season knowing that Larson wasn't a champion with the year he had. Like, so I mean, it was yeah, Larson didn't have the best car, but I mean, shout hey, out. Pick talk crew. about his emotion too. Oh my god, yeah, no, seriously, fuck the emotions real quick. <laughs> but like, I mean, literally. Guys, I'm going to say this. I'm going to sign one of those Twitter guys, and it's already been said. The last five lug nut pit stop in the Cup Series is what determined the championship. Yep. That's true. That's kind Crazy. of insane. This, by the way, the second fastest stop of the day. Or the year, my bad. I mean, everybody brought their A game. Not even just the drivers. Listen, Cruise Kyle teams. Larson better do something for that number five pit crew. At least the whole, just the whole thing, man. If it if it wasn't for them, that man would have never won that championship. They gained three spots in the pits because of that an eleven point eight second stop. That's crazy. Eleven point six. That was crazy. That was crazy. You never see stops like that. I mean, Alex Bowman had the fastest time of the year this year. I think it was either at Dover or somewhere else. But I mean, that was. crazy. Crazy that that is what won him the title. I mean, I thought that Denny Han or Martin Truex Jr. was like, "Oh my God, twelve point one, that's great by Truex." And I saw eleven point eight by the five cars. Like, holy shit! Like, that's nuts. That's not. That that's nuts. not even like, oh man, that's really good. That, that's like, bro, like, what the fuck are you smoking? Like, give me some. Nah. Like, that was nuts. <laughs> Shout out to the five team. Shout out to Andrew Motorsports. Shout out to Chevy. For getting back on their fucking horse, that's two championships in a row. In yeah, for Hendrick, them. like it's it's like, crazy. Not, they're back crazy on their to, ways. I think. Exactly, it's crazy to think. Like I was thinking about this the other day. And, that like, and, and all four drivers performed at the end of the season once yeah. the playoffs hit. Yeah, nice. I don't know. It's just I was I was thinking about this at the or the other day. It's just like I remember a few years ago just watching the same old and, and like yeah, my driver was a part of it and it was nice, but just the same old like you know, JGR Toyota domination and, and like wondering if Hendrick would ever be anything again, because they were struggling for so many years. And now it's like, it's crazy to see that they're back on top and they figured it out just when it mattered. And I mean, it's crazy. Cause if we weren't going to the next gen car, just imagine what they would be like, you know, next year. 
Yeah, that's like, that's another thing. We'll I we'll talk about down the line is that next gen car. We'll 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 give our little question segment, I guess, at the end when we talk about everything we can talk about in a sense. But I mean, shout out to that five team, and and I mean, and, and Kyle Larson seeing him like happy like that. I mean that man. I mean that that guy's just the real man, bro. And and I think. And I think he is like one of the greatest race car drivers in the world right now because to be able to do that and to be able to go out there and race a late model with little to no experience. Yeah, but dude, he, he win. But dude, he hasn't he hasn't won the F1 World Championship. What are you talking about? He's not the best driver. Yeah, no, yeah, come on, sure. man. Yeah, yeah dude, on, he hasn't he hasn't drove an Indy car in a, in a, in a one ten Indy five hundred. He's bro. supposed to drive. He's supposed to drive for Team Penske in the Indy five hundred this year coming up. Wait, really? That's yep. like that's that's, that's official. No, it's not official, but that's the big rumor right now. That's what everybody keeps saying. That or he's going to go to Andretti, but I don't think it's going to be Andretti. Why not Ganassi? Or am I stupid? No, it's not. It's, <laughs> no, it's not. No, no, no. Ganassi kind of over him. Yeah. They mean, wouldn't, they blast wouldn't from the past? No, nah, they wouldn't associate with him again. So. Yeah, well, Chip that, was seen hugging Kyle, so I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, he helped Kyle get his start. He's the one who brought kyle up to the cup series other than h scott motorsports and that 51 target chevy but i mean other Man, i than forgot that, he even drove for them yeah that was a yeah. sexy car you can't find that car it's rare same with that 32 clorox car but Man, i remember kyle larson back in the day i remember like, him flying on the fucking catch fence at daytona before i went to my boy scout meeting <laughs> yeah that was scary i thought people died my cousin was there josh was there Kenny. oh my gosh like, row 13 Really? Yeah, he was right in front of it. Wow, dude, it's yeah. crazy to look at like the 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 stand view, like from the stands. That wreck. Yeah. Like that one video where the tires like sitting next to the person. Yeah. You know that year, I I knew Kyle Larson was the real deal when he took that thirty two H Scott car, and like I didn't really know who who Kyle Larson was. I just knew him as the guy who flipped, and he went to uh, Bristol and almost beat Kyle Busch. Yeah, he almost beat him by half a bumper he lost to. That was a forgotten Nascar finish I mentioned on one of my videos. I was literally like 14 or 15 years old, and I was sitting there like, wow. That's the guy. This guy is fucking good. That's the guy. Like, he he hopped in an Xfinity car and almost beat Kyle Busch at Bristol. Like, you just don't do that. Kyle Busch had to pinch him in the fence, though. (laughs) I mean, not going to lie. If you really want to say that, it was Kyle Larson. Kyle Busch pinched him in the fence. But it is what it is. Um, yeah, congrats to that five team, man. I'm glad to see Kyle Larson be able to get it because he definitely is one of the best race car drivers in the world right now. The fact that he can get into so many different things. And now that he might get that opportunity to go race an Indy car and qualify for his oval license and go run the Indy 500 this year, is just nuts. Cause I know Jimmy Johnson is, I know Jimmy Johnson's going to be running the Indy 500 because he had an Indy, he had a, uh, he had an Indy car oval test at Indianapolis Motor Speedway about a week or two ago. I thought, I thought it was at Texas. No, it was at uh, Indianapolis. Oh, Jimmy! Can you imagine freaking Jimmy Johnson just coming out of the gate and winning the Indy 500? No, I think the world would stop. My my dad would be so happy. He's a big Jimmy Johnson fan. But, dude, that would be the most badass. Like, I, like, seven-time NASCAR champ just fucking winning the Indy 500. I, I would, I would, I would just bow down to jimmy johnson i'd That's probably just game. boot myself jimmy's jimmy's nuts man i mean I if, he right <laughs> <laughs> if he could go out there 
if he can First go job. out there and win the Indy 500 next year, that would definitely make him a little bit higher up in the rankings. The fact that he could say, I'm not that watch. I mean, give or take. Listen, we've seen crazier things, but like, I mean, if Jimmy John, I don't think he'll win the Indy 500. But like I said, we've seen crazier things. You know, we saw Jared yeah, Hunter fucking hit the wall in four in 2011 and stuff, but we saw Alexander Rossi, oh, a former four, Formula One driver, uh, go out and fucking win on fumes. Yeah, that's true. Out of gas. Yeah, I have that poster of the hundred. That was the hundred running up to five hundred. I have that poster in my room. Love that poster. It's like one of the rarest posters to find. I'd kill again for that poster. But, uh, yeah. Anyways, um, I didn't really give my perspective real quick on that hammer thing. I'm gonna jump back to that before we talk about the uh the Bush clash and everything. Um, I will say this because I think I said this last week or the week before. Like I said, um. This championship format, it's one of those that, like, oh, man, the most winningest guy didn't fucking win the shit. God, motherfucking damn it. That's not so deserving. But you got to look at it this way. The guys who win that championship were the guys who got their teams to put them in that position, who put themselves in that position, who were consistent all season long and were able to fight hard through the adversity and, and have all this triumph in these bad weeks. Daniel Hemrick said it himself that he would go through all that pain again just to live a night like that again. And I don't blame him. Because when you come up so short, 10 races, 10 wins, that's 10 races you should have almost won. And just to think that there are a lot of races where he got wrecked within the last 10 laps where he was winning. I mean, for Christ's sake, at Martinsville, he didn't even finish second. Kenny, you weren't there, but Daniel Hemrick was leading. I mean, you were in the hospital, but that Daniel Hemrick was leading that race with six laps to go. Really? He, dude, he pulled away from Greg's. I mean, straight away to him. Didn't the yellow come out? Yeah, the yellow came out because oh, of uh, somebody spinning, and it, it was painful. Go figure. Painful. Um, That's a Daniel Hemrick moment right there. Yep, and then he got wrecked by Kyle Busch in Atlanta. But, um. Hell yeah. Shout out, Kyle. Yeah. Wow. It'd be like that sometimes. Another another big win for Kyle. Yeah, yeah, huge yeah. win. Better yeah, shout out to the guys. But I mean, like I said, you you really do gotta be on your A game here. This really is a you have to bring your best. Because think about it like this too. In in one of those three races in the three rounds, you you can have one bad race and it'll end your season. Compared to, I mean, like you can have one bad race and then two mediocre races and your season's done it's not like a full championship format like we used to do where there's 26 races and 10 chase races and or just like a full season in general um where it's like oh i can go out there and i'll win five races and then one race like oh man i had a bad race and i'll be consistent the rest of the year like mediocre and i'll still win the championship it's not like that anymore you got to bring your best to the racetrack every single week I mean, listen, I'm not going to lie. I really do wish there was no such thing as you win and you're in. And, I mean, obviously, you have to be above the top 30 in points. I mean, so it's not really like it's completely like you're winning and you're in. But I don't like that if you get a win, you jump so far up in the points. And I wish it was it, it was just, okay, you got to win. That's good for you in the point standings. Not you're win, you win and you're in, in a sense, like they say it is. 
I wish it was just, oh, man, we won. That's great points. It's a really good points day for us. Oh, we won another race. It's a really good points race. Or, like, for example, if you won that second race, it's like, oh, yeah, it's like one playoff point or whatever. Like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, I mean, we didn't need it. We already locked ourselves in. Like, like wins should mean more in the regular season. Do, do you get what I'm saying? They should yes. mean more like they used to than what they do now because it doesn't fucking matter. You could be Michael McDowell, and like we saw, you could go out and win the Daytona 500. You have nothing to worry about the rest of the season. As long as you're in the top 30 in the regular driver's point standings, not the playoff standings, the point standings, like I said, the point standings, he's in the championship, or he's in the contention for the championship come those last 10 races. He's in the playoffs. Compared to if he would have done that in 2013 – that wouldn't have meant shit. Yeah. <laughs> Homie That's David so. Reagan. Or here's a perfect scenario. Trevor Bain, 2011 Daytona 500 part-time car. He also had Lyme. He also got diagnosed with Lyme's disease uh, after Phoenix. I think. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. What's Trevor Bain, Bain doing now? See, he's, he's got a coffee shop. And he yeah, has a coffee shop. He's also, he also has a disease, so he can't. I and mean, I'm not He almost won a Talladega race. Yeah, he almost won a Talladega. Had the caution came out like 10 seconds later. Wait, he has a disease? Yeah, he's got something. I don't know what it is. Something in his hands. Kind of something like Chris Hacker in a sense, but. Oh, maybe it's like nerve disease where he can't yeah, get the steering yeah, wheel or something. Yeah, it's something like that. That's what really ultimately – if you really want my opinion, that's really what ended his career. It, it wasn't the money. It wasn't the finishes. It was strictly what that – that's what it is. And he wanted to be with his family. But as far as I'm concerned, he owns a really good coffee shop down in Tennessee near Bristol. And I hear they're really good. So I'm if I'm ever down there, I'm definitely going to go to their coffee shop. Maybe they got – Let's go. So I'm definitely going to get one. Uh, shout out Trevor Bain, man. I mean, I love Trevor Bain. Like, I don't love him, but I, I do like him. I, I think he's a solid driver. You don't love him? I don't love him, but I do like him, and he's just such a nice guy from what I hear. I but love anyways, him. I'm in love. But, but back to the topic <laughs> before we talk about the Bush Clash for a second. Um, Guys, like I said, if Trevor Bain would have won and been full-time in 2011 for that Daytona 500 uh, when he won that race, he would have been in the playoffs. But like no. – but that he won that certain race and he had all those bad finishes and still maintained like top 30, let's just say he would have been in the playoffs, but it's not like that. I just wish that the regular season races, the wins meant more. And all all the surprise winners in 2011, imagine they all made the playoffs like Trevor Bain, David Reagan, Paul Menard, Regan Smith. Yeah. And Paul Menard, like, bro, that's just four. Like, (laughs) That's four out of the 16 drivers. That would be a round of 16 eliminations. No. That would, yeah, that would be they are right there. Yeah. yeah, but Reagan Smith was pretty good. Reagan Smith's just a good driver in general. I wish Reagan Smith qualified well, but always ran kind of mid-pack. Reagan Smith just needs to understand what the double yellow line means. That's, That's true. That's all I got. I think it's legal on the last lap. Well, guys, congratulations to our <laughs> champions. Uh, now I'm going to on the last lap. I'm going to explain the Bush Clash format. And it's, yeah, please yeah. explain it because shout out to yeah. Frankie, who's in my communications class. Uh, the The format literally came out while we were in class, and I looked at it. I said, "That's a lot of words," and then turned my phone off and <laughs> never looked okay, back. Okay, alrighty. So <laughs> here we go. The 2022 Bush Light Clash at the Coliseum in Los Angeles race format. Here it is. 
qualifying positions, uh, obviously, 40 cars are allowed. Every Basically, every main cup driver is allowed to come and attempt this race. 40 drivers are eligible to be registered. There will be four heat races, each of 25 laps. The top four of each of those events, or heat races in a sense, will advance automatically into the Bushlight Clash. Then there is the LCQs, which if you don't know what that means, and if you only watched Eldora uh, and Knoxville, that is the last chance qualifiers. Uh, those will consist of two races that are 50 laps each, so almost doubled, or yeah, doubled, basically, uh, the amount of what the heat races were. So two races, 50 laps. The bottom six from each heat race uh, will be in that event. So basically, think about all of all of uh, both Rick Ware cars that are going to be there next year, in a sense, or whatever, however many there is. The 27 car, probably, that's going to be new. And just everybody who runs mid-tier in the back all race long, they're going to all be on a track that we have never seen before. That's like Bowman Gray, and we're going to be watching them battle it out. But anyways... So the bottom six from each of the heat races go into both of those races. The top three advance into the Bush Clash. And the Clash will be 150 laps, 23 drivers. Um, and this is about qualifying. Qualifying position single vehicles, 1 through 40. On Saturday, the NASCAR Cup Series competitors will take to the track for practice sessions prior to single car qualifying runs to determine the starting order for the four scheduled heat races. The field will be open to 40 entrants. And uh, the fastest qualifier will be the pole winner for Heat 1. Then the second fastest qualifier will be the pole for Heat 2. Then the third fastest qualifier for pole for Heat 3. And fourth for Heat 4. And the top four from each race events. Or, yeah, and the top four from each Heat race events through the Clash. Uh, remaining six finishing positions from each Heat continue through the last chance qualifier race. Basically what I just said. So basically it's like your usual, you know, whatever it's like your usual saturday night if, if, if anybody doesn't have a local short track or has never been to their local short track i definitely recommend it because you're missing out because i mean wall does this really on a main basis but not all the time it's the same exact thing it's like your usual saturday night short track i actually really like this format it's gonna make this clash a whole lot better because it's like getting hyped up for for the eldor Eldora race in trucks back in the day. I don't know, man. It's just I I was talking about this with a couple of my friends earlier. It's just like the first and and you can take this any way you want it, but the first next gen race is it's gonna be so, a shit show. Yeah, well it's being advertised as a shit show. And I just why do you want to just go watch them destroy the cars when they're brand new? I want to see how these new cars crash. <laughs> of course you do. But, no, yeah. I mean, honestly, I mean, yeah, Kenny, I get where you're staying there, but the whole point is the Bush Clash. It's been called the Bush Clash now for the last two or three years, buddy. Like, I get it. We don't want to advertise these cars. And, honestly, I don't agree with taking the new cars out there. But then again, it's like we're supposed to be advertising these brand Wait, new you cars. said you're telling me it's the Bush. What was I calling it? No, 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 no. I'm saying that it's it's been the Bush, like, Clash. Like, I get what you're like, I was saying that because you were saying that we're going to go out there and essentially wreck these cars and are advertising it. But I'm saying that because, you know, people think that like, oh, Bush Clash, it's supposed to be like, oh, rough them up, wreck them and everything like that. But I'm if I'm making any sense to you at all right now, what I'm trying to say is you said. That I get wreck, yeah, you get what I'm saying. I'm trying to say that I'm saying Clash in, in a methodical sense of what you were saying. It's because mm. it's called the Clash that we think that they're just going to wreck. I don't think so. 
I think they're going to be able to put on a show, honestly. I yeah. Mean, it sucks that they're going to be wrecking the cars in a sense, but it's a short track. We're supposed to be advertising these cars. I think it's a bad idea considering that we have such a low amount of chassis coming from Delara uh, to the racetracks and to these teams that are getting provided with them from Delara. But, I mean, we're going to get four eventually, so I don't really see what the problem is. Um, but, you know, I mean, it is what it is. I, I mean, I'm still all for the Gen 6 car being the car that's ran here, man. I'm not going to lie. I really wish they would have just done one send-off race. But, hey, I mean, we got a good race for the send-off. So, rather see it be at Phoenix than a shit show at the Clash. So, um, but, yeah, I mean, I like the idea of it. I think it's going to be really fun to watch. And, I mean, it gives me just I, – I just can't wait, you know. And the fact that it's the week before the Super Bowl – so it like gets me a little bit more hyped up, makes me so much happier considering the fact that I don't have to wait till after the Super Bowl to get my racing like <laughs> Yeah. So And the Super Bowl's exciting. in LA this year too, so that may uh that may attract a nice crowd. Yeah, well the whole point of it, like I, like we talked about Kong when we originally first started the show, which I think it was the first or second topic we ever talked about on the show, was that the clash was going to be going here and that we heard it would be going there. And then eventually got confirmed. Um, but I obviously didn't like the idea of taking our teams all the way out there uh, less than a week before, before the speed week. And then um, the next gen cars being the cars we tear up and that it's the wrong market. We've tried it before. I mean, who knows? It's the 21st century. Maybe we will have a good, I mean, it's going to be at the Clash, the Coliseum. The Super Bowl is there. I can see this working, but I also see it not. I'm all up for new ideas, but if it doesn't work, don't fucking do it again. And I like that it's going to be on Fox, too. It's not going to be on FS1. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be show that should be on Fox. And I'm glad that it's going to be. So, I mean, I can't wait. I'm very excited. I love short track racing. I love that we're going to be able to get a Bowman Gray Stadium type race for the Cup Series back. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. I just really hope the track drives well because what from what, Kenny, you saw, from what it looked like on iRacing, the track looks like shit. Yeah, I mean, it's just... No, it doesn't look like shit. It's just, I mean, to me, it looks like shit. Well, all right, fuck. It just, look, it just looks messy to me. It looks too small. That's how it's gonna look in real life. I mean, it's a though. quarter mile track. It's a quarter mile track. What else do you want it to look like? I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't know. It's just like I don't know. I have to go rewatch the trailer gameplay for it for the track because I know that for a fact the Clash track or the LA Coliseum isn't gonna come out on iRacing until the Clash weekend, obviously. But I mean. I don't know. Just the way that it was designed, and obviously it was a pre-built, but you best well know, I think iRacing is going to look just like it does in real life when it gets built, because considering the fact that they probably already had the layout idea for it, so they just took that and made it into their own thing. But I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it runs. I, I don't know. I just hope it's I just hope it's a good race. Honestly, if you really want me to give a fuck, I, I don't care about the looks. I just want the fucking race to be good. So, that's all I care Damn. about. Yeah, but I mean, we'll we'll see. But uh, I guess now, well, obviously we don't have any race picks this weekend. Oh, we have no man. fantasy. Um, I guess we'll just share some moments. Uh, favorite uh, favorite three finishes of twenty twenty one. 
All right. Yeah. Kenny, Kenny, instead of me, Kenny gave a question. Three favorite finishes, and this is across all three national series, right? Yes. Okay. All right. Top three. Okay. Blow um, a tire. Shut up. Oh, what my God. Blow a tire. When, when I me and him yelled it. Oh, my God. Um, that's that's got to be, be one of them. I really like the Xfinity race finish from Martinsville. I guess I'll get mine first because I'm just one of those guys that I know like everything. Um, three, I'm gonna go with blow a tire because I was there. Hell yeah. Um, and for two, anyone who doesn't know, that's when Larson blew the tire in turn three. Yeah, because we called it. We talked about this. We we literally yeah. called it. Um. That, then. Uh, I, I don't remember if trucks had a good finish this year. I don't think they did. Yeah, they did. Talladega. Yeah. <laughs> eh, controversial, though. Honestly, you want my opinion? That was a fucking race. And that was just a bunch of wrecking and shit like that. It was exciting, though. It was exciting, but it is what it is. Um, Number two uh, would be Phoenix uh, championship race. For example. <laughs> I love that. I love that race so much. And then, obviously, how can we not? Bristol, Xfinity, playoff race, or second to last, whatever it was. I don't remember. But Bristol, Xfinity, in the fall, by far one of the best finishes I've seen in my lifetime. So, there you have it. Uh, All right. Three is blow a tire. Two is the championship Phoenix race for the Xfinity Series. And number one is Xfinity Series Bristol Hall. Wow. I'm going to make it really easy and say I have the same three, actually. Wow. What a Unfortunately. What I mean, a, I, what a I don't know which one. I don't know which one I could take out. But, like, I, I did like the, the second Pocono uh, Cup finish when uh, – Halen ran out of fuel and Kyle got him with only having fourth gear. It was I really even, cool. I didn't even I didn't even watch that race. I was so I was biased. I was there. I was flipping shit. <laughs> I was so freaking biased. out. Uh, but that was a cool finish. Um, I love fuel mileage races. Colin, uh, you know what? I'll talk. We'll talk about it. we'll talk about what we brought in. So I'll talk to you about Pocono afterwards. But Kenny, what were your favorite three finishes? Well, my third favorite finish was when Chandler won at Bristol because it was just really hype. And how he just drove past everyone and won. I was yeah, fuck, I was screaming my head off. So that's my third favorite finish um, of the year. Let's see, my second favorite finish would have to be the Hemrick Championship. I mean, that was just so cool to see, especially just being on Facetime with Jason. We were all screaming. It was a good time. It was a good time. Uh. But my favorite finish, and it wasn't really like a crazy, you know, dual finish or whatever, but my favorite, you know, race finish to watch um, was actually in person. It was when Kurt won at Atlanta and battled Kyle. That was I, a good, that was a good battle though. Yeah, that, I think it, it was, but it was just so cool to see both of them battle for the lead, for the win. On the and, last Yes, yeah. on the last race that surface and to be there in person and it's just ironic that like it's my favorite driver and then kurt bush who won the first ever atlanta race i 
went to, along with Max, the, the 2009 Cobalt Tools 400. So that's number one for me. Those are my favorite three uh, finishes of 2021. Colin, you got any bright answer or not answers, bright questions to ask on the pod about the year? Um, biggest surprise this season? Biggest surprise. Hmm. Biggest surprise. That's I can go first if you all want. Go right ahead, dog. If you got that shit, get that shit out. Kevin Harvick. Wow. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Jesus. I mean, the man won nine races this year and had his first winless season since 2009. He was sure driving on Sunday like he didn't want to be winless. True, true. I was thinking back to 2013 when it was like Denny Hamlin's won a race in every single uh, year that like, he's been a cup driver. And then like that last race at home city went out and won it and then like continued that streak. I was thinking about that on uh, on Sunday. I was like, man, I think Harvick's going to gonna take this last race of the, uh, of the season home. But uh, yeah, it didn't, it didn't happen. Uh, Stuart Haas just didn't, did not have it this season. Oh, they were they were just disgusting. And you know what? Actually, I, I want to add this. I know this is totally off topic of what I just asked, but you know, when when Larson was a free agent last season, the fourteen was available, and there was an opening at Hendrick, and it was like, all right, which one's he going to take? Is he going to is he going to end up at Haas, or is he going to end up at Hendrick? Like, Hendrick got there before Haas did. Yeah, but like, let's just say. Larson did take the 14 car. Like he 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 got in that ride for 2021. Like, is he the champion this year? No, absolutely not. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, granted, granted. I mean, this this is Kyle. People Larson seem to think though that yeah, but people seem to forget though that you just had Kevin Harvick, one of the best stock car drivers of all time, go out on a winless season for the first time since 2009. True, that was true. one of three seasons or four seasons now. Where he's not now, I think out. Larson would have gotten some wins in that 14 car, but I don't. I, Fuck I agree. No, with if Chase Briscoe couldn't fucking do it and Kevin Harvick couldn't, nobody could, brother. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. That team I don't know, had man. something off this year. Either Chevy found something or Ford just sucked. Because, I mean, Eric Almarola won a race. Yeah, but Eric Almarola won on their strong suits. They're good at 750 tracks, bro. You got to understand, there's not, there's, there's not always going to be 750 tracks. The whole schedule was three-fourths of the time was 550 uh, tracks if you don't include Talladega and Daytona. All right, uh, I, I got gotten some wins. I got a question yeah. because of his performance the, the last, like, two years, and now that we're getting into a new car, how long do y'all think Kyle Busch has left in the Cup Series? Oh, he's got at least he's how old is he now? He's in early thirties. He's thirty three, right? Yeah, but not, a, not not about his age, just about where NASCAR is going. Oh, are you saying driving. this because of what he said on Sunday? Yes, I am. Okay, so I just want to clarify. What do you say on Sunday? I, I just want to clarify for you and for everybody. On Sunday during the race, he said, "Let's do what we can, boys. This might be the last time we're ever working together," and that scared a lot of people because everybody was like, "No fucking." Well, like- I, I, I know what he was talking about, but like, just, I mean, it, it's not just about what he said. Like, I know what he meant on Sunday about the pit crew because, you know. Yeah, he, he might have been well, saying yeah. that too because of 
just because of the way that they were performing that day, Joe Gibbs might change them all around. That's, I think. Well, and then last race of the season, like you don't know who's going to get moved around, who's gonna who's gonna get you know put on a different team. Like Kyle Busch is never leaving Joe Gibbs racing. I oh no, he, he's set for life, and uh, I say he's got at least at least ten more years of Gibbs. Yeah, I was literally going to say the same thing with Kyle Kenny. If you want me to be honest with you, I think that I think that Kyle. Uh, Kyle's going to be there until he retires. I think he's going there for another 10 or 12 years. And as long as he can wrap his head around the, the, the new car and they're bringing practice and qualifying back, he'll he'll be good again. And I'll no, be I wasn't right talking about him leaving Joe Gibbs. I was talking about him retiring. Yeah, but that's what nah, we No, he's saying. not going anywhere. We think, yeah, we think that he's got about 10 or 12 years. I think he'll stay with Gibbs, and I think he'll retire in about 10 or 12 years. Oh, yeah. We'd love to hear it. Um, But back on what Colin said, biggest surprise of the year, if I'm not going to go with Kevin Harvick, I want to say – was probably Tate Fogelman winning at Talladega. I slept through that race. So I didn't even see it. Tate Fogelman winning at Talladega, but if I'm going with the cut series or my my Xfinity series was Brandon Brandon Brown winning Talladega, and then biggest That's surprise cool in the Cup series. Shut up. Biggest surprise in the Brandon Cup series <laughs> was Michael McDowell winning the Daytona 500. Yeah, but these are all like uh you know, super speedways. You know what? What about this? All right, here's this because I did not expect it considering the fact it's the biggest race of the year. How about the field wrecking out within the first 14 laps of the season at the fucking at the Daytona 500? That was wild. That, yeah, that was, was like nobody saw that. that coming. You can all thank Christopher Bell for that. Yeah. That Christopher was... Bell was another big surprise this season. Yeah. He was good. He was good, bro. He was good that one race, and then he fucking went to shit, and then, oh, my God, that motherfucker rose up come New Hampshire. And uh, Logano. He's, He's fucking nuts. And uh, about Logano, man. Keselowski did not do very well this season. Lega- neither Logano. Logano had a very average. What, Logano only Logano had, what, one, had win? one win at Bristol Dirt. Yeah. Bro. Which, like, like Isn't I, even a obviously. Win. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I don't want to like call wins I Ill, illegitimate, in illegitimate, but like the Bristol Dirt Race and a Talladega race, I you could win some better races than that. You know what I mean? And those were the two that those those guys won. Like I don't know. Like obviously you count those as real wins, but you gotta kind of like you gotta overlook those just a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, I mean. Kenny, what was your biggest surprise, though? You didn't share that. What do you think your biggest surprise was to you? My biggest surprise? Um, uh, my biggest surprise? I have no idea. Kenny had about 45 minutes to think of one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't. Mm. All right. Um, all right, here's the question. My biggest surprise of the season right. when Hemrick decided to gas it up in the final 90 feet of the season. I mean, yeah, that was a huge surprise, too. I don't think I thought, if I, I told you. But... Like, my mind was wrapped around Cindric just going through the last corner and winning the title. So If I told you midseason Daniel Hemrick was winning the, the title, I, I don't think anybody would believe it. Well, it's just like one of those things you dream about or you like, you know, of, of a driver just – holding it wide open off the corner, slapping the dude in the lead and winning. Like you just, it just never happens like that. And it did. So it was like, like, bro, the, the sheer six seconds of when he went from being behind him to throttling him across the line. I was like, what? Like there ain't no way, bro. I just want to say 
too, and I'm gonna make this a, again another point before we before I ask my question to you guys. Uh, I just want to point out, and for anybody listening, and for everybody listening, uh, if anybody wants to call what Daniel Hemrick did dirty, uh, go back, and I know this is so like such a great finish. Uh, don't forget about Kevin Harvick in 2016 in Phoenix. That man was literally still gonna win, I believe, because he started getting arrow push coming off uh, of the final corner. Uh, him and Carl Edwards at Phoenix in 2016. That man door slammed Carl Edwards to get that win. I don't care what anybody says. That was a great finish. I and see then, nothing wrong with it. But if you're going to call Hemrick's dirty, then that's dirty. So, and then literally the next week, Edwards put the bumper to his teammate to win the race. So, like, and that wasn't dirty either. You do what yeah. you have they're to like, do to yeah, win yeah, a race. Got, like, yeah, when it, you it, see the win right championship. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If you're calling that move dirty, you just don't know racing. And you probably should just, like, learn. Like go watch opinion, any race I think from the that 90s. NASA, I think that Lionel should do a great marketing scheme. I think that they should make a race version twin set of oh, yeah. Hemrick and Austin Cendrick's car. I just think that would be really cool. Good idea for them. Um, but I mean that'll never happen. But I mean, hey, they did Kyle Bush's Bristol Scoop set and Kevin Harvick's back to back Michigan uh doubleheader once. So we'll see. Um but Favorite, Kenny, I'll ask you for – you know what, Colin, I'll ask you first because you guys seem to both be a little slow when it comes to trying to think of stuff. Yeah, I'm, like I'm slow in the brain. Colin, well, I, can't, I came out with mine right away. I mean, yeah, but – all right, Colin. And you hating. All right, all right, listen. Favorite moment of the season. Well, we just um, – we no, already... no, 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 like your favorite moment. Not like your favorite, like, wins, like your favorite moment, I think. Like, when Joey Logano flipped. Bro, come on. You can't be serious. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, did anybody else flip this season besides Logano? Nope. Damn. That sucks. That's my favorite moment, Logano flipping. Probably yeah. Happy. I mean, that was cool. We I... literally had a ramp on the track in Indianapolis. Actually, no. I know my favorite moment. Never mind. What is it? When Kevin Harvick went full bore into the Roval wall. <laughs> like, yeah. a, like a dumbass. Yeah. Nothing was nothing was funnier than like uh I think it was like a junior or someone. He's like when Harvick he was like Har- Harvick locked up and just barely missed the safer barrier and just plowed the concrete wall. Yeah, I'm it's like, like he wasn't even aiming. He's like, bro, I ain't trying to feel this rushers. Listen, I don't like Chase Elliott. I know Colin doesn't either. But listen, that was kind of funny to see Kevin Harvick get out of that thing and be like, listen, man, whatever comes goes around, goes around. And bro, whatever he said. In, in yeah, he was like still time. acting tough. He was so that. mad, but like he did not want to admit, neither did the booth, that that motherfucker was trying to get away from Chase Elliott. He fucked up so bad. Like, dude, at, at that moment, you just declined the interview, buddy. Like, you, yeah, you've Kevin, lost. You, Kevin, you, Kevin, we do not care. Like, buddy, you are bad. You, bad you, at the game. I think. I think sometimes drivers get to like. If you remember. want my opinion, I think that Chase Elliott kind of won that war. Yeah, I mean, I agree. But, I think they both lost the war. So Elliott didn't win the title. I mean, yeah, that is true. So yeah, uh, Chase won the battle, but he ain't win the damn war. I ain't win the damn war. <laughs> the damn war, my. Colin, what was your favorite moment for the 2021 NASCAR season? 
Um, if we're talking favorite moment of the whole season, this is going to sound really like cheesy, but when we went to Pocono together, that was a bro. That's really awesome wholesome. Day. That's really wholesome because I, I, I want to say the same thing, even though it wasn't the best experience for me and, and me and G because we both had some, some health issues going on. But I mean, it was really fun I, to be able to hang out with you guys and stuff like that. You could say I had some health issues going on that day, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, yeah, this man was so drunk. <laughs> he doesn't even remember the truck race, he says. I don't, I don't remember the truck but, race. Um, yeah, I would say that. I want to say my favorite moment of the 2021 season. I have, I have one, but then I have like another. I, I'm going to say one. Uh, taking G to her first race for our two year anniversary of uh, being together, that was really cool. It was really, really, it made me really happy. Even though G didn't really feel good in the morning at all. Um, because she wasn't really used to driving a lot, and she did not feel good at all. But, I mean, to be there, for her to experience Alex Bowman winning, uh, which was one of which is our second favorite driver, uh, to be able to, to pass Matt DiBenedetto, to, to meet Matt McCall, to pass Paul Swan, to meet uh, William Byron, to meet fucking Kyle Busch. Kyle Bush is just chilling right in front of you. Yeah, Kyle Bush pulled up right, right in front of us at the beginning of the race. Could not believe that. Um, and, and just, just to see everybody back at the racetrack, like to get that since been like, man, I haven't been back at the racetrack since, since Dover uh, or since, since 2020 at the 500 with Kenny. I was like, man, this is awesome. And they packed over that, that weekend too, man. That was they good did. Weekend. They yeah, did a I'll, good job. That, I mean, one or two a little shaded, but like, that was, that was such, that was such a thing for me because when I'm older and I'm looking back, because listen, I, I'm going to keep saying this, I'm going to, I'm going to marry this girl one day, but like, Thinking back on it, like later down the line in my life, like that was a re- that made me really happy that we can be able to share what I felt my first time. Obviously, G was older and not feeling well, but like to be able for her to experience what I experienced in a sense at my first race, even though two different two different decades was so special to me. And I want to say Pocono was great too, but just Dover was just a little bit more special because it's like I got to experience that with my girlfriend; she got to see it for the first time, but. Uh, if we're not talking about things going to, when Christian Eckes won uh, his first race, because G sat there that whole weekend for birthday saying Christian winning would be the best birthday gift ever other than spending time with you. Yeah, that was nuts. And and I that mean, was cool. that kid drove his ass off. And I mean, and G kept telling me, oh, he's so good. He's so good. He's going to do it. And I'm like, I don't know, man. He's all you right capping. there. You and I was like, you captain, but I – and that motherfucker you won. And I mean, to see the caution come out, I mean, I cried for her. I was so happy. That was like a Daniel Hamilton moment. I cried for her because she just sat there the second that the caution came out. She just sat there staring at the screen <sighs> quiet with her blanket wrapped around her, and she was just crying. And I felt – I was so happy. So, those are my basically favorite moments. Or Shout moments out, G. Season, so. I love you, G. Martinsville. I love you, G. So I'm glad I got to. Glad I got. I'm glad I got to experience uh, a really good race here with you guys and Connor and Kenny. I'm glad I got to experience a great race here with you guys too, because we all went to races together. So we did. We did. Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted. I just wanted to point out. I'm a great moment that NASCAR brought me this this season. Um, You know, we're we're so. 
uh, it's not over by any means, but like we're packing grandstands now, and it almost seems like you know COVID. I wouldn't say we're packing grandstands, but ever since the pandemic, yo, dude, did you see the amount of campers at Phoenix? I mean, that yeah. literally I didn't blew see me the away. campers. I didn't see the campers, but I saw the fans, and that place was no, sold out. It was sold out. They said oh, that it, on was, TV. it was it sold was out sold a while out. ago. Yeah, it was sold out in like October, right? Or September. But, but anyway, the the one the one moment that I wanted to bring up was when we went to Dover. Uh, they were still doing like you know capacity, like they they weren't you know doing social distancing or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And so early in that race, Kyle like his engine was expiring and mm-hmm. uh, obviously you know i spent good money to watch my driver do well <laughs> and early in the race he's you know fucking up and i'm like man i'm really you know naturally i got really upset and i kind of looked around and i was like this place is packed and like the world is just getting like so so much like better and back to normal and i'm like i can't be upset i'm like i'm at a race I, no, nobody got to do this last season you know i'm at a race I'm having a good time. There's so many people here. Like, I'm I'm not going to be upset over my driver having a bad day today because th- this this is way more important than you know than than the race itself. So that was that was a good moment that that the 2021 season gave me was uh, that realization that things things are okay in the world now again, and uh, you know not not okay but getting better. You know. Like, like there, there's a band-aid on it now you know what i mean so that was that was cool if, if, if you get what i'm saying yep 100%. that was a cool moment definitely some cool stuff i i feel that in a sense so i mean it is what it is i'm trying to think of another question maybe like one more before we really i guess um Sign off here. Yeah, for until at least around Christmas times. But I mean, we'll all still talk and shit like that. I mean, Con, I've told you a million times. You're you're, you're more than welcome. I mean, we don't really go in the Discord as much, but now that like the off season's <coughs> happening and stuff, we're probably gonna be using it more. Yeah, Jason, um, you gotta go in Discord more so I can talk to you. Yeah, I know, dog. I've just been busy. Plus, I've been I I got Forza Horizon Five, so it's I, I started <laughs> playing that too. That's that's fair. How is it? Oh, uh, it's actually really fun. I got it on the PC because of the Xbox, uh, whatever app, and it's like the cloud gaming. Like I can play Skate Three. I can play basically almost anything on there. But my computer just can't handle Forza Horizon Five, so I just deleted it and I just redownloaded it on my Xbox uh, One S out there in the living room. So I'm gonna play it probably mm. tomorrow again. But it's really fun. It's really good. I mean, obviously it's not the sim. I think the physics suck. Um. Yeah. Nice. Well then, I won't be purchasing it. Cause you know me, I'm big with physics. So. You don't have to purchase it. Well, I mean, you do since you don't have Xbox Game Pass. But if you have Xbox Game Pass, which is fifty dollars a month, it's free. Uh, um. But anyways, back on topic. Um. I'm trying to think. I mean, I I guess it would be rightfully so. I guess to just say about how much of a good race it was with the Gen Six for the last time. I mean, it really did put on a good show. It was, know, it was at, a good at Phoenix, show. out of all places, too. I'm glad we got to experience the good package and not the bad package for the last race. And like I said, I'm glad it was a good race. You know, it, it was, it was definitely something to enjoy. Um, I will say I like, yeah, I guess for our last part of the bit here, um, I, uh, I will say I did, I did cry after that race and it, I'm tearing up thinking about it now. And I call me a baby or whatnot, but I tell you what, man, like, you're, you're a complete loser. Yep. Yep. <laughs> 
no, I'm just just think about it like this because I didn't really tell anybody except like uh, the one group chat I was in. You told me. Scared. I knew that. Did I? Did I tell you? Yeah. Yeah, you what told me on Snapchat. Oh I sent yeah, you, yeah, I sent yeah. you a meme, and then you I, said that. I, yeah, I was just really upset after the race because I was like, man, season's over. But it wasn't just that; it was the fact that, like, just thank Colin. You're a little bit. You're a little bit older than me, and Kenny. I mean, me and Kenny are the same age, but like, you're what, twenty-two? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Think about it like this, from my standpoint. That car came out when I was eleven years old, going on twelve. I'm 20 going on 21 now. Nine years flew by like that. Yeah, that's crazy, man. We're already yeah, dude, I remember I remember the first that Daytona 500. I, was I remember that whole old, weekend. Dude, I was sitting in my old my old house. Old, old, old house, because I've lived in like four different houses since then. Kind of crazy. But um, and I was eating a Publix chicken tender sub, drinking a Coke. And watching Jimmy do his work. <laughs> Crazy, dude. Think about it this way also. Like, that was Danica Patrick's first full-time year also. True. Crazy how long Mark, ago. That was Mark Martin's last full-time season. No, it wasn't full-time season. My bad. Crazy wow. stuff, man. Just anyway, like, but well, we don't yeah. got to get depressing here. No, 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 no. It's not It's not depressing. It's just looking back, like, nine years of our lives just, like, flown by. It just goes to show you, like, no matter how much we hated the package, no matter how much we wanted to hate NASCAR, I mean, that Gen 6 gave us a lot of great moments. <laughs> and for sure as hell gave us a lot of moments that, I mean, I'm sure as hell you guys remember more Gen 6 races than you guys remember Gen 5s, correct? Yep. Exactly. I mean, yeah, sure. It's 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 our define. It's put it this way. The best way I can put it is, it's not the one that defines our generation, but in a sense, it does because this was the car that a we remember races the most because b we uh, grew up with it like mainly mainstream. Uh, c we had more of appreciation, and d we knew more about the sport and we're older. And now that that's coming to an end, it's like I mean, like don't get me wrong, I'm gonna miss this car within the next year, but you know, I mean. Looking back on this car, like this thing really gave us a lot of lot of good races. Whether we want, I mean, twenty fourteen was one of the best NASCAR seasons I've ever seen. You know, I mean, we talked about that last week, but I mean, we did say that. We said Colin said that the entire twenty fourteen season was his favorite Gen Six moment. That goes to show you how good that season was. True, that's very true. The high horsepower, the high drag, it was perfect. But we they'll never give us that package again, and it sucks. You know. And that was the highest horsepower that we'll see in a long time now because next year they're going to 670 and not 750 at those tracks, which sucks, but whatever. You do you, uh, Princess, NASCAR, whatever. Um, but, like, seriously, though, guys, like, I mean, was it crossing your minds, like, anything, like, during that last race, or were you just watching it? I, uh, I, you know, I, I wish I thought of it the way you did. I literally watched the finish. I'm also just I, that guy, man. That's just what I did. Yeah, dude. I, I literally just like watched the finish, watched Larson's interview, and turned the Chiefs game on. And didn't think twice about it. Oh, I mean, I watched all pre. I watched all of the uh, post race coverage until they literally were off NBCSN. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I just I remember seeing a tweet like 20 minutes after the finish of the race, which really like got me in the fields and it was like i think it was matt weishart 
tweeting like uh the gen six like driving off into the sunset literally and it was a photo like a photo of the white flag and like coming out of two and the sun was glaring on all the cars going down the back where the hell was that i want to look at that photo bro oh yeah it was it was a really 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 good photo matt what is it matt why you sure it wasn't matt weaver no it was matt weisheart matt wise on twitter yeah Matt Weishar? W-I-S-H-A-R-T. W-I-S-H-R-T? A-R-T. <laughs> dummy. God. Weishart. You big dummy. Oh, I found him. Okay. Media. Let's see. One day ago. Blah, 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 blah. No, Three days ago, the Generation 6 race car quite literally drives off in the sunset. Sort of emotional. It's them coming out of turn two. Right? Yeah. 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 Man, you weren't yeah, you were kidding. Yeah. That's got, yeah, I get that, man. That's a hell of a photo. It's not even a photo, it's a video. Oh, is it the video? Oh, yeah, it is a video. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But yeah, man, rest in peace, Gen 6 car. But hey, guys, looking <laughs> forward to a lot of stuff. Uh, I guess one more question before uh, we – I it's kind of a multi-question, but not really. Uh, do we see the same drivers uh, uh, excel with this new car next year? Or do we see new guys show their talent? I couldn't tell you. It's no it's weird. It's so hard to say. Yeah, every season, every season, like some teams find something and other teams don't. It doesn't even matter, like what what the car is, like how Stuart Haas Racing went from being a really solid team last season to not doing anything this season. Like certain teams find something and other teams lack, and it, it's it's hard to tell. You don't really even know who's who's going to be excelling and who's going to be lacking. I think, I think one thing certain, I think the Hendrick cars and the Gibbs cars will probably be just fine. Um, and I'm sure Penske will be there too. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like, I think this yeah. car is going to really shine more on the young guys than it will on the older guys. Um, yeah. I think William Byron's going to be the champion. I think next William year. Byron's going to be nuts next year. Calling it now. So, yeah, but I mean, we'll see. I mean, like you said, Colin, some teams will find some, some teams won't. I, if you want my opinion, I think this is going to be like one of the most, like, because see, like, unlike the Gen 6 and the Gen 5 car, it was just a new body. I mean, not really that. I mean, a new chassis, too, but they were basically, in a sense, somewhat the same thing. This is a whole different animal. Um, this is something we've never seen before in NASCAR. And we've gone so futuristic that we're basically almost like sports car racing, like Kenny said, which I don't like, but it is what it is. Um, that there will be teams that will find stuff, but it's going to be so unpredictable because this is a brand new car. We don't know who's going to show up and who's not. 
I don't know why my gut is saying this right now, but I think Kurt Busch is going to do really well next season in the new car. Hey, man, bold prediction. I know by by at least February when we restart the pod on a normal basis, I know that Seth Rawls, I don't know if you guys know who he is. I think, Kenny, you probably do. He's yeah. the one who made that uh, Google spreadsheet chart where you can drag the Cup Series names and stuff like that mm-hmm. up into the – uh, things I think one of our episodes we're going to dedicate it to where we're just going to make our chart to where we think who's going to win races that season. Um, maybe we'll see. Uh, I'm also thinking about having a fantasy next year. I'll 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 figure it out and then we'll all do it. It's going to be like a five dollar entry. You can do it. You can do it for like two entries if you wanted to. So you can do like I, I'll figure it out. I know what I'm doing because I'm going to base it off of. Uh, off of uh, Dylan Patswalt, Kenny Dill Pickle. Yo, shout out Dylan. I talked to him on Snapchat like a year ago. So yeah. young man, hope all. I, I'm I'm in his uh I'm in his fantasy, but uh, I gave him a really good idea for the season. I don't know if he's gonna go through with it, but I'm gonna basically copy his idea. But I'm gonna make my own fantasy with my own friends. So we'll see. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, <sighs> completely off topic. I'm I'm sorry. It's just like this is just like. It's been a great last nine weeks in a sense doing this podcast. I mean, it's been really fun doing it. It's time consuming, but you know what? We get to do what we love. But uh, this looks like it's going to be at the end of the road until December for right now. So, uh, yeah. And then we're going to have that. And then we're going to have a, another pod probably in like February until the 500. Um, should be a fun one, guys. Uh, looking forward to it for sure. I mean, and I appreciate Colin. Obviously, we started this podcast together, and Kenny hopped along. You know, joined him in the pod one day, and then we were like, "Hey, fuck you, bro! You're, you're gonna you're gonna come full time." He was like, "Hey, oh yeah, <laughs> hey, oh yeah, hey, oh yeah." But uh, any closing statements you guys got until uh, we come back in December? Uh, All right, uh, happy thanks, happy Thanksgiving. Um, don't Merry ever Christmas. eat sushi with chai tea. Yeah. And um uh go Braves. Yeah. <laughs> Colin. Uh also also happy Thanksgiving. Uh rest in peace to the Gen 6 car. And my Atlanta Falcons are currently the seventh seed. And I'm going to enjoy that while it lasts because it's not gonna stay that way. <laughs> yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah, well we'll see. Um I guess also, shout out, shout out Ryan Daly as well, because he's the homie. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody, it's that time. Thank you guys so much. Just want to say again, like they said, uh, have a happy Thanksgiving for sure. If you made it this far into the episode, uh, we're wishing you a happy, healthy, and safe Thanksgiving to you, your family, your friends. Uh, definitely come back because we uh, we will be doing this again in December. We're gonna do our uh, off season uh, like Christmas kind of pod. Where we'll probably we'll probably honestly just talk for two hours if we really wanted to because we could always do that. But we always just get time consumed and we always try to get this wrapped up before twelve a.m. at night because we usually record on a Tuesday or Wednesday night at ten. So uh, we're looking forward to next season definitely, especially doing a full season of thirty six straight weeks, guys. Thirty six straight weeks. Hell yeah. Just think about that. No breaks next season in the Cup Series. So Enjoy this off time, then, yeah, boys. Enjoy this off time, because I will say, it's going to be interesting. Um, I can't wait for Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, 
I hope it's going to be a good movie. That's one thing I'm looking forward to uh, over the off season. Um, and thank you guys so much for listening um, because it's definitely been an, uh, this is an accomplishment. We, we finished our first, I guess, playoff section of a, of a, of a season. Uh, this was season one. This will be the last episode of season one in a sense, uh, other than next week. So this is like the last like real, real episode. So, uh, or not next week, but next month. So, uh, mm-hmm. thank you guys so much for listening to the last time podcast for the last time in November, the last time of the cup series season, uh, rest in peace. The gen six car will be missed. Makes me yep. sad to think about it. Uh, thank you everybody. Uh, for listening in thanks to nascar for giving us a sport that we all love even though they don't make the best decisions um, but uh and, and colin thank you so much for always coming on here and saying what you can i mean i know i you know i try to run this and you guys do too and i edit everything and you know it just i enjoy doing this with you guys it's a lot of fun so i know i keep talking but you know it's just that time of the night man it's that getting late and everything like that but I'll finally send it off right here. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Nast Time Podcast. Episode 9, playoff week, number 10, championship uh, round or race. Thank you guys so much, and we'll, uh, we'll see you in December. Have a happy, safe, and healthy Thanksgiving, and take it easy. We'll see you in December. All right.